Hello, and welcome to Surviving the Apocalypse the Nerd's Way. My name is Maximus Decimus Mortius Mattius Mortalis Marutus, High Castellan of the Winding Path, Forger of Flame, Breaker of Wills, and all-around fantastic man. But you can call me Adam for short. Adam? Yeah. What have we talked about our openings being a little bit hard to listen to? I think that you find them hard to listen to because you have to listen to it about a hundred times to edit it. <laughs> it's true, actually. Oh, uh, my. I don't think the stream's... Oh, the stream is working. We've got zero viewers. Well, <laughs> I would expect as much, yes. Um, uh, just so say- just for those who are obviously listening to the podcast, uh, we are currently live streaming this episode. Why, you ask? Because why not? That's the best reason that we can come up with. Now, we're going to start uh, streaming a bit more because it would be glorious fun and, yeah, basically it's just going to be good. And hopefully, <clears throat> my apologies, just choking on my own uh, coldness. Anyway, yes, hopefully we'll be able to engage a bit more and just chat with all you fine folk. So, yeah. That'll be great. Anyway, so today on this episode, where we have free structured chat, essentially, uh, it's going to be a podcast about bloody whatever, and it's going to be glorious. <laughs> and that's awfully specific. So, John, what's been going on with you? Uh, well, not much, you know. I've just been walking around uh, doing some job stuff. I've got a job, you know, I've got to do my job. Fascinating. It's pretty great. Well, I got something recently, and uh, it's pretty amazing. Uh, as you can see, I'm quite proudly wearing the Surviving the Apocalypse, uh, yes. the Nerd's Way t-shirt. Uh, this fits my soul quite well, I find. Uh, just, you know, the black and you know, like that. Normally, well. people put their t-shirt on their body, not their soul. I do both, because that way, I'm reflected in and out. I'm just that dedicated to... The nerd's way, John. I'm not sure I quite follow the logic. No, neither do I. Neither <laughs> do I. But nonetheless, uh, so yes, uh, shirts are up and out. Uh, so if you want to buy one, uh, it'll be glorious. Uh, or wait, because as we discussed last episode, when uh, the world builders start their fundraiser, we're going to do a whole bunch of stuff and donate basically everything to world builders, Patrick Rothfuss, Heather, all that fun stuff. Um, it won't be for a while, though. So, no. I mean, if you can't wait, just get the shirt. I mean, yeah. no one knows where to find the link for the shirt. Wrong. I've literally had someone just Google Surviving the Apocalypse and Nerds Way, and it's like the third result. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that <laughs> challenge you said is now void. What was the prize we promised them? A shirt. No, no, no. No, well, they get the shirt. They buy the shirt. But we said if you manage to buy it, you get something... I've got to go back and listen yeah, to it. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, Adam, stop adjusting crazy. your hair for the camera. Basically, I'm just wanting to look like a crazed scientist. Yeah, fair call. All right, I need to make mine look more crazy as well. Yeah. Right, let's do, it's fashion hour on the show. Yeah, fa- yeah, exactly. Anyway, so the... Uh, what was it? Uh, Yeah, so shirts are out, so that's cool. Uh, but something else has been worrying me. Mm. Uh, and that is, I was scrolling through the wonders of Facebook and Twitter. Yes. And news stories have been sparking up and out... Uh, of the US. And it's not about the national emergency over a border wall or anything like that. Okay. Nothing so mundane as politics, please. No, this is a deadly, infectious zombie deer virus. Or deer disease, technically. Uh, and it is rapidly spreading across the US. And experts warn that humans 
contract it next. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Slow down, Adam. So they've discovered the actual zombie virus. I would say that they have discovered something that probably acts similar. Anyway, so a chronic... Uh, basically, wasting disease is currently affecting deer, elk, and moose in 24 states. Uh, the infection attacks the brain and spinal cord before resulting in death. So at least it does result in death. There's that. Um, um, at least? <laughs> well, I mean... I suppose you could say that. I mean, in the end, it would be probably better for them to die than continue on trying to, I don't know, infect others and spreading pestilence. All right, this has already taken a morbid turn, but I suppose we did start off with deadly infectious zombie disease, so what what could I expect, I suppose? Mm -hmm. Infected creatures also dramatically lose weight and become very aggressive. So basically, that would be me on a diet. Um, (laughs) So I might have this, John. Beware. Um, (laughs) um, New disease. Adam on a diet. (laughs) Um, so Michael Osterhold has warned I'm, I don't know who that is I think that might be the Surgeon General maybe I have no idea Okay um, Has warned that humans could be next to be infected So who knows So how do they know that? How do they know that humans are going to be next? Because I don't understand Like swine flu, pig flu, bird flu All those flu swine, swine flu and pig flu are the same thing <laughs> Whoops I meant bovine <laughs> and swine Uh-huh it, Never mind Uh how do you how do you find out that oh this is about to get transferred to human and how does it happen like well I'm, I'm sure all diseases just go to all animals at all times I'm not a virologist unfortunately but look for Adam the, you for the purpose of this podcast you need to be for my own knowledge which is amazing I would say that in this case. There must be a protein or something that only humans can, or primates technically, um, can absorb to get sick maybe? I'm not too sure. All right, now you're just making stuff up. I mean, granted, I did literally ask you to make up stuff for the podcast. You did, and I did, and how you just just keep smashing me, John. You just keep making me sad. What do you think this is? All right, so let's see. Uh, So this is starting in America. Let's say that it's taking off. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do you think our plan of defense should be? Well, like assuming it goes straight from horses to humans. Well, no, no, let's, uh, wait, wait, hold on. let's Sorry. Wait, wait. <laughs> Here's the thing: mm. if it spreads to Australia and it hasn't spread to humans, kangaroos are just basically deer that jump. When you think about it, uh, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Sure, let's yeah. Go. So kangaroos would probably get it. Uh, and they become aggressive. Have you ever been charged at by a kangaroo or fronted up by a kangaroo before? No, but let me just tell you, I am glad that I haven't because they are big units. I have. Yeah, they are. I've walked We've, up to one before. I'm not sure if I've discussed this on the podcast before, but I've walked up to one before and had um, my headphones on. And so I couldn't actually hear anything. But I'm approaching it kind of making these like hand gestures trying to distract it because I just I wanted to get close to it just because, you know, I like animals. Yeah. And... There's a like there was a pause in the song or something, and I could hear like a noise. So I took off my headphones, and this bloody kangaroo was growling at me. And I'm just what? like, what? Yeah, I yeah. didn't know they made. They made like a growls. And I'm just like, whoa, hello here. So I take a couple of steps back, and it just like stands up, and I'm just like, oh, okay. So you're about six foot tall, um, and okay. wide, and can kick could probably kill me. Uh, so 
I did what any sane man would do and yeah. pulled out my torch and started shining in its face. It's like, go away with you, peasant man. I will not be shrimmed down by a kangaroo. Um, and did it work? Well, it Are jumped away. Are they scared? Away. It jumped away. Okay. So I was just like, yeah, oh, thank goodness for that. Um, I guess they were like, daylight, what is this? Because <laughs> they're like you and they... Well, actually, they're not quite like you because they're not nocturnal. They're uh, dusk morning... Dusk and dawn. Yeah, dusk and dawn. Mm. So anyway, this uh, zombie deer disease... Uh, is basically it's not going well. Um, okay, like because uh, Americans and what have you, and like they hunt for venison and stuff like that. Mm. So I'm assuming that maybe that's why they're thinking that humans could be next, just due to the consumption of venison. Okay, okay, maybe. Um, so I mean, this kind of sounds like a gastroenter, like some type of gastro problem. Uh, that could be... So why... Uh, hang on. If this is gastro, why do they... No, no. I'm saying it like similar, I would imagine. Okay. Maybe. Because I want to know what what is it about this disease that makes them label it zombie? Like, well, I know they sensationalize so it, headlines a little bit to be like, oh, the world's going to end. Mm-hmm. Like, no, the world's not going to end. Like, one person got sick once and people get sick all the time. Yeah. How is this different? Why is this a zombie situation why are we on red alert now well i'm only on like purple alert um so it's <laughs> is um, it in the order of the rainbow i have no idea <laughs> okay. so this is a cr- indigo alert. so a chronic wasting disease or a cwd um so osterhold is i, I gotta find out who this osterhold is uh is the, oh okay so he's the director of the center of disease control oh so okay so he would actually he know would know yeah so he's basically likening uh this chronic wasting disease to mad cow disease that set through the uk in 1980s and the 1990s and, and that killed over 150 people, which people is... People still can't get blood because of that and precisely. all this stuff. And not just that. I mean, there's still far-reaching problems because of this. So there was that whole, uh, like, mad cow, like, the consumption of beef leading to Alzheimer's and things like that. Um, so there have been no documented cases of humans contracting this uh, chronic wasting disease yet. Uh, but recent research shows that it can be transmitted through other animals, which include primates. Uh, so it's not alright alright because I'm doing some due diligence on this just yep. to make sure that you're not reading one article and taking a lot of things out of context yes I'm on silence daily science science silence daily <laughs> sounds like an article I would read yeah true uh, silence daily it's a podcast and you log in and there's just no one talking <laughs> in it um, I mean you could just not listen to the podcast I guess true um, so I'm on science daily and it says people who eat deer and elk with chronic wasting disease may avoid infection because of species uh, barrier. barrier. Mm -hmm. However, this was in 2009 and it also uses the word may. They may avoid. Yeah. Like, I am not going to take out any bets on may. So, all right. No more venison. Yeah, no. No. Just off the table. I mean, granted, we probably don't get it imported from the US. We eat kangaroo meat. I mean, I view kangaroos as basically tiny furry (laughs) T-Rexes. That's even better. Yeah, well, imagine, like, they've got the little hands, so they're just, like, jumping around. What if T-Rexes were just giant kangaroos that went out of fashion? Horrifying. So, T-Rexes, ironically enough, paleontologists, uh, they weren't hunters. They were scavengers. Oh, okay. So, they're just the rats of... Probably not that much. I'd say they're, like, they were very large and Mm. horrifying. But they killed more from, like, wasting away animals and stuff like that. They didn't (laughs) go, like, out of their way to fight, apparently. So, that's, I mean, that's pretty good. Hmm. Uh, So, yeah, this, oh, man. So, I'm looking at some of these uh, pictures of this and it is 
looking pretty horrifying for these animals, to be honest. Um, I would put some like random posts of this on Twitter, but considering like we don't use it that often, it would just be random pictures of sick deer and people would be like, what's going yeah, on here? <laughs> I mean, we already are a pretty weird podcast. Yeah, we don't true. need to increase our weirdness mm-hmm. rating. Yep. So it's 24 states which are currently infected. Uh, and it looks like it might go even more, which would be quite horrifying, to be perfectly frank. But yeah, um, so if it does go to humans, I'm not sure if it'll be full zombie because it says like it attacks the, uh, attacks the brainstem. Okay. So it would be like a lowering of inhibitions, uh, resurgence of primal urges, things like that. Like your higher thinking capacity would be diminished. Thus, you would revert to primal. States See, of being diseases like this. I mean, old diseases scare me because I'm You're a germaphobe, germaphobe mm-hmm. slash uh, hypochondriac. Um, diseases like this scare me because if you got it and your brain just starts to slowly get affected, like how do you notice? You're just a little bit less smart than you used to be, well, I mean, and then it gets a little bit less and a little bit less. I mean, it's the whole classic: Are you the only person who knows if you're mad? Type of deal. Uh, no, Adam. We all know. <laughs> well, yeah. Granted, yes, I am rather. Quite strange and horrifying. There is absolutely no... Oh, what do you know? I can't do that. <laughs> I just discovered I can change Adam, things. Adam, stop getting distracted by Facebook. I'm not... It's not Facebook. I'm trying... We're trying to All share right. this, um, uh, obviously, the live stream around so, so that people can see this. Let's move on. At least we've warned everyone so they now know... Uh, don't eat deer meat and also prepare for the apocalypse, which I guess our podcast has been just like always prepare for the apocalypse that's kind of the mo yeah um but there you go any final tips before we move on um if this jumps to humans because i'm not entirely sure how it because it didn't actually say but i'm not entirely sure how it transmits from animal to animal but i would say it's probably through saliva um so don't kiss any deer don't kiss any kangaroos i know it's hard for us australians but do not kiss any kangaroos, people. I'm telling you, John has a like. He loves kissing kangaroos. He'll go down That's to the golf course what? and just tackle these kangaroos to the ground and just be like, "Give me kiss. no," because if that was the case, he'd be dead. Because you know, the a kangaroo, kangaroo kid can literally kill a man. Um, uh, we've talked about kangaroos before on the podcast, and if you hit into one, the kangaroo ends up better off than your car. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, That's why I got a bull bar? Uh, <laughs> kangaroo bar. We should call it yeah, rhubarb. True. Yeah, rhubarb. rhubarb. Yeah, they are rhubarb. So uh, yeah. Um, sorry. Yep. Well, yeah. So. My final tip would be this. Mm. If the horrifying infection comes to pass and spreads to humans and is in Australia, I would recommend uh, for the the average person, Mm. hold up in your home for basically as long as supplies can last. Board up every door, every window. Do not turn lights on. Uh, Stay inside and wait for a couple of weeks. And if the situation continues to decline then you leave but i mean if you have any experience whatsoever in wilderness survival in australia it's a bit more difficult because we are literally a death world uh filled with you know (laughs) poison and heat and drought and literal floods that killed a whole we'll we'll get to that um i mean we have droughts and floods at the same time and our country's country's not very big our country's massive um our country literally split down the middle is either on fire or drowning. Mm. Um, and then it just switches with the next season. Um, so that's fantastic. We have... Anyway, so yeah. So that's my advice. Slip out into the wilderness. And I feel terribly sorry for you wonderful Americans out there. If the zombie infection 
which has come from deer, ironically. I would not have expected deer. <laughs> um, no, I thought it was going to be that ant thing, yeah, the right. ant spores you mentioned on one of the last episodes. Yep. Um, Something you, like that. You flee. Come to Australia. Come. I will welcome you personally. I probably won't. <laughs> but I will welcome you on Twitter or Facebook or whatever the case may be. I'll even have you over for dinner. One at a time. Once a week. Um, <laughs> so to get through all... Uh, oh god! What's the two hundred, three hundred million Americans? Maybe I don't know. The it's gonna be. It's gonna take a while. But it will. It's okay. Adam is immortal. He accidentally picked up like a weird red stone that was like in the middle of some cavern somewhere, and ever since he hasn't been able to die. It has inundated me with awesome power. We're going to continue on with this uh, idea. The um, free talk. A uh, free talk. Mm-hmm. Straight off the cusp, off the chest. On the edge of our seats. I don't know. Some expression. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait a I second, John. Where the hell is your shirt? Oh, the Surviving the Pussy, it's the Nerds Way shirt. Sure, let's go with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's in my cupboard. I could put it on right now. Go and put it on and I will entertain our... <sighs> okay, you better listeners. entertain them. Like, it better be the highest quality entertainment <clears throat> for making me do this. Good evening. Now that we're alone, fine listeners, let me tell you all the secrets about John. So John likes to go dancing in the moonlight. He likes to walk where angels fear to tread. He, I have no idea. So how about this instead? Whilst we wait, um, I sing. <clears throat> beware, beware, the daughter of the sea. Beware, I heard him cry. His words carry across the ocean breeze as he sank beneath the tide anyway that's um a song by sung by laura bailey wonderful voice actress i love her dearly and as you can see john has just come back because we have a mirror behind us oh yeah because just in case some type of horrible eldritch being elected to reach through their dimension (laughs) or through the mirror they can grab one of us and just pull us basically into this horror mirror dimension all right hang on let's show the stream our shirts so they, oh wait, hold on, let me just get Frenier out of the way, there we go. Yep, so Surviving the Apocalypse the Nerds way, folks, um, we have shirts. Join oh. the club, be a survivor. If they're only like $20 or something, you know, yeah, that's a bargain. Know. You Bang. can't get that, this quality of shirt. Oh, what a bargain. Oh, I'll so buy it straight to mate, the pool room. This is great, eh? Yeah, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, fully sick, eh? Yep. Uh, so just go to what? What is it even on? I can't remember. Tea, what oh, on. mate, is it Tea Public? Tea Public? Tea Public? Yeah, yeah. Hey, and yeah. search The Nerds Way. Get your own shirt today. Uh, we get basically no money from it, and it all goes towards our buying an island fund. No, it I th- won't. I think we only have to sell about six hundred million other shirts. <laughs> no, no, three million probably shirts to uh, be able to afford our island. So let's get started. Yep. Yeah. T public. There it is, right there. So yeah, if you search for "Surviving the Apocalypse," the nerds way it comes up, or "Surviving the Apocalypse," the nerds way T public. Anyway, uh, we. I mean. It's only there if you like it. It's it's kind of a statement. You're not just advertising our show. You're saying, I am surviving the apocalypse. I am going to be the a survivor are. in the apocalypse, and I'm going to do it in the nerdiest damn way possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it looks really cool. I've worn it in public. I haven't gotten any weird stares, except the normal weird stares that I get in public, you know? I do know, yes. Um. <laughs> I mean, normally that's because they're staring at me going, why do you hang out with this guy? <laughs> It's true. Every time I go through Maccas, it's something weird being said. 
All right. Um, so mm-hmm. I wanted to talk to you about this show. Have you seen it yet? We've talked about it before, mm-hmm. but there's something new that's come out with it. And I want to talk about that because it's something completely different to anything else. Okay. Uh, Black Mirror. We've talked about it before. We have. You've watched. Oops. Oh, that was my fault. Sorry, folks. <laughs> you've, we've talked about it before. You've mm-hmm. watched a few episodes. Uh, you haven't wa- gone back and watched the whole thing yet. No, I have not. Fair enough. Uh, but it's a really good show. Really good writing. What they've done is they haven't released a new season. They've released a. <gasps> I don't know what even to call it. An interactive movie. So it's a longer than your average Black Mirror episode. Yeah. And it allows you to make certain choices throughout it. So it actually starts off in this person's house. They're reading this fantasy um, choose-your-own-adventure book. That's cool. And uh, the dad is like, what cereal do you want to have? And that's when it starts. And it comes up with the black options at the bottom. And you can just see this timer ticking down and you have to choose one or the other. You choose which cereal Cereal. you need. Now, obviously, that's just getting you used to the controls. I don't think, at least as far as I've played, I haven't been able to tell... That the cereal makes any effect in the rest of the That movie. you know of. But, like, I need to go back and choose the other one, right? Yep. Uh, totally. But it's it's actually really, really well done. Mm. So, the way they do it is um, he's creating this computer game version of a fantasy um, choose-your-own-adventure book. He's yep. trying to port it. It's back. It's set back in the 80s, so he's porting it to a computer. He's got this really old square computer thing with the, like, really low-resolution screen that's flickering nice. and he's typing everything in. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it gets really interesting because one of the characters in the show that you can meet and you can talk to has become self-aware. Like, he breaks the fourth wall. He realizes oh, that there's cool. a quote-unquote other being that is controlling their actions and nothing matters because he realizes that if he dies, he'll come back to in another reality and the world will be slightly that's, different. Okay, that's dark, but I like it. It is very dark. Uh, so don't watch this on a day that you feel like being happy. Actually do, <laughs> and then watch something funny afterwards. Because if you watch this on a day you feel like being sad, it'll just make you sad. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but there are some really heavy scenes in this. So, I, I mean, I wouldn't recommend it for <laughs> the younger audiences, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So it's really good and there's this really interesting dynamic. There's one plot mm-hmm. line in the show that I was thinking, oh boy, they really forced this plot line into the thing, mm. into the series. It doesn't really connect with the rest. Yeah. And then at the end, it shows him building the game and then they're like, wow, you really forced that plot line into the game. So uh, it's like self-referential. You had right. to really be thinking like... That's really cool. meta as you're watching it. Yeah. It's honestly, it's such an experience to watch. I like that. That sounds actually really good. So that's, what's uh, it called? It's called Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. Is that the name of the game? Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know what to call it because it's not quite a game. It's not quite a movie. Interactive film, I suppose. Right. Mm-hmm. But yes, um, let me, if you do play it, watch it, whatever you want to call it. Uh, let me know what you ended up with. All right. Uh, I, you know, whatever it's going to be, is going to be like the most terrible outcome for these people ever, right? If I'm basically <laughs> going to be these guys' God, I'm going to make their lives a miserable I, I think wretch. this is one of those uh, games that whatever option you choose, it ends up badly. Oh, okay. That's a bit sadder. 
Just because, you know, I like causing an objected chaos. Hmm. Okay, so Bandersnatch. I'll have to check that out. Hmm. Yeah, all right. I might try that tonight, actually, when I get home. Because, oh, yeah, well, let us know, folks, have, if you tried Bandersnatch, uh, if you had any type of weird outcome, or just something strange. Because apparently I did read something about this, that there yeah. are so many combinations of things that can happen and, like, basically do... Um, that it's insane. It's like something more than stars or something, which I find to be somewhat ridiculous. But nonetheless, yeah. But give it a give that it a crack. That can't be true. I honestly have no. Well, I mean, the opening moves to chess. That um, that equates to stars or something like that. I okay. Read. So yeah, it's possible. So Bandersnatch. Let us know, folks. It would be glorious. But remember, no matter <laughs> what you decide, whether you decide to watch Bandersnatch or not, mm. you made a choice. Oh, no. It's like the whole simulation thing. That's fun. So, yeah, if uh, those of you who don't know, we are in a simulation. Uh, It's quite fascinating. And John John and I have proved it. Except, I think in the last episode or episode before, when we were trying the same experiment... I, just, I couldn't choose a number. You just couldn't number. choose a number. It's like My brain right. short-circuited. It wasn't connected to the random number oh, generator that day. That was so funny. Uh, all right. Let's try it again right now. The way it works is okay. you just hit a table and then you say the number. Yep. Okay. Uh, you hit the table. All right. So it'll be on three. Okay. And only thinking the number after you hit the table. Okay. All right. Ready? So one, two, three. Eight. Oh. Okay. I mean, if eight plus nine is 17. So <gasps> simulation. Done simulation. <laughs> All right. So yeah. So those, yeah, Bandersnatch, so that's a, that's a plan, and we're in a simulation. Glorious, magnificent fun, folks. Now, John, mm. add a sound effect right Adam. here. Welcome to our four viewers, by the way. I'm really excited to have you here. Yes, uh, feel free to ask a question in the chat if you want to know how to survive the apocalypse better, mm-hmm. or if you want us to talk about something. Mm-hmm. Just let us know. Well, I'm going to talk about something briefly, because something has been happening with the gaming industry. And it's... I'm of two minds about this. Okay. So, many are... A lot of media has labelled gamers as being entitled and toxic. And for some points, they are correct because... Hang on, hang on, hang on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know I shouldn't interrupt you this early in your rant. But gamers are entitled. They pay for a product... They're entitled to get a product. Oh, I agree 100%. No, okay, not okay. About- I'll, let, I'll let you continue. Okay. So, you are correct in that we have the uh, gamers, that is. We are entitled to... Well, we're entitled to what's expected, essentially. What's advertised to us. What's given to us is sometimes less than what we have paid for. So... One of the big things that I've seen recently was the... Fallout 96. 76. Uh, sorry, 96 is going to be the next yeah. version. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the ones that was Fallout 76. It was released far too early to, for a lot of people. And it was something less than... Less than AAA. From a AAA studio. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so in the part, I think to like last year or something like that, um, there was that, okay... Gamers are slightly entitled, uh, kind of aspect of things. Uh, we're a bit toxic. Like I said, in some aspects, yeah, correct. I mean, if you've been on 
trade chat in World of Warcraft or Red Dead Redemption 2 Online. Some people are just jerks. But then again, there are actually really good people out there. But that doesn't really speak to how we are as consumers. So one of the things that has been on the news recently in gamers news and Reddit and things like that has been that, uh, and I'm a huge fan of Activision Blizzard. All right. Well, Blizzard in particular, but I mean, the company is Activision Blizzard now. And because I've loved how they ran their business in a sense. I've loved uh, the titles they've put out. I love the effort they've put into story. But recently something has happened where they have, uh, Activision Blizzard have uh, basically fired 800 staff. Oh um, my goodness. Which was a little disheartening. Because I imagine so. Yeah, because the whole they recorded mass profits for 2018, um, and the CEO, oh, I can't remember his name, uh, Bobby Robert something, can't remember, um, took home quite a bit of money, like ridiculous sums of coin, and slightly depressing. But I mean, that's capitalism for you, isn't it? Mm. But. I just like I've I've spoken to two members of uh, Blizzard Entertainment before, just like a uh, game community developers and stuff like that. Oh, sorry, uh, community uh, community managers and a game developer, and they are passionate about their work and they love what they do. Like they put in so much time and effort into this, and for a lot of it, it's just free overtime for the company. Um, yeah. So that bothers me a little because. I I love Blizzard and I really want them to just get back to the core roots because I even remember there was actually a quote from this guy. Uh, I'll see if I can't pull it up. Uh, John, talk. Um, okay. Well, I just wanted to mention. I like to mention this whenever I can. I studied game development at university, mm-hmm. um, but I've never actually gotten a job in it because I knew that the industry does take advantage of the passion. Because it is a career that you would only get into if you are truly passionate about it. Or at least I believe so. So all these people have spent this time studying and learning how to make games because it's something that they love doing. And then the companies see that. They pay them basically nothing. Get them to work all day. And just treat them badly because they're like, well, you wanted to get into this industry. Which is like not good um, treatment at all. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying all game companies are like that. There are some great game companies out there. Mm-hmm. But uh, there are a lot that take advantage of this passion that their employees have. Yeah. So, uh, it's, uh, Bobby Kotick, uh, the CEO of Activision, uh, and he said in 2010, this is a quote, and it's verified in the article, uh, the goal I had was to take all the fun out of making video games. But if you take the fun out of making them... You're going to take all the fun out of playing them. Yes. That so, can't be true. Surely, I'm surely that's the, out of I'm going to bring up the article now. Okay. Cause, right. Um, and because that's what I thought when I heard this. I'm just like, that has got to be out of context. Surely. But this is during a 45-minute presentation um, at a bank securities technology conference in, in San Francisco. Okay. Because 45 minutes is a long time. Like a lot can come out of your mouth. But also a lot of true stuff that you just didn't want people to know can come out. <laughs> well, here it is. Okay. Okay. So, 
So I'm going to read the verbatim, all right? So the question was, the analyst, what do you think the retailer's willingness these days is to hold infantry on the video game side? Are they building positions today or are they still very reluctant and very careful of how they are buying? So uh, Bobby, uh, Activision Blizzard's uh, president CEO, said, I don't think it's uh, specific to video games. I think that if you look at how much volatility there is in the economy and dependent uh, upon your view about uh, macroeconomic picture, and I think we have a real culture of thrift. And I think the goal that I had in bringing a lot of the packaged good folks that we brought into Activision 10 years ago was to take all the fun out of making video games. I think we definitely have been able to instill the culture... Wow. Okay, wow. I think we definitely have been able to instill the culture, the skepticism and pessimism and fear that you should have in an economy that we are in today. And so, while generally people talk about the recession, we are pretty good at keeping people focused on the deep depression. I mean, that's pretty unreal. Um, So, I mean, that's disheartening to hear, to be perfectly frank. Um... But nonetheless, like I still have hope. I'm really, really, really trying to hold on to uh, Blizzard and the stuff that they the stuff that they do because I love I love their titles. Like StarCraft is an amazing RTS with brilliant macro technology. Um, Heroes of the Storm, which depresses me that they cut the esports for this year. But once again, I can understand you know that they've poured money into it. And they didn't get a return on it. So they've, yeah. they've cut it. I can understand that. But I really... Every time I watched the Heroes of the uh, Storm esports, I would then start playing Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, yeah. And because I, I loved the presenters of the... Um, just the Heroes of the Storm stuff. It was so much fun. Uh, but anyway, um, so they've cut that. Uh, Bungie left Activision, um, which means that they took the title of Destiny 2 as well. But it's still going to remain on the Blizzard launcher and stuff like okay. that. So, I mean, that's something... <coughs> Apologies. So people are not a fan of Activision right now. They're really not. Activision has had like a massive black eye. Mm. Like it's been huge. Because Do- I remember when we used to hate EA. Oh no, they still hate EA. <laughs> they hate EA. Like the gaming community does not like EA at all. So what have we got left? So Blizzard obviously has been tainted by Activision. So what well, that's gaming that's companies not- do we have? I can't... See, I don't want to say that they've been tainted by Activision. Because... I'm trying, like, there's so much negativity out there at the moment in regards to, and, like, rightfully so as well, but there's so much negativity in this that people are just constantly hammering onto Blizzard, and I I understand that the fact that people want to be heard, and people uh, have that desire to, you know, say, you, you used to be something I loved and aspired to, and now you're just trash, that doesn't really help. Um... But that being said, like I can understand them wanting to want their voices to be heard, essentially. But that's all right. So for me, I don't want to say that Activision is the downfall of Blizzard. I think that Blizzard itself has put itself in a position where they're more focused on shareholder and economy rather than the consumer, which is yeah upsetting. But, you know, uh, from what I understand with... Uh, how World of Warcraft is at the moment it's a lot better than how it was when the expansion was released so that's pretty good Uh, Hearthstone is still going well making quite a bit of money Um, Diablo oh that was not good that was when things started like those webs started to appear the cracks started to really become chasms because they're moving onto mobile platform and 
their core audience is PC. All the World of Warcraft, Diablo, StarCraft, <clears throat> Heroes of the Storm, all of those are on PC. And like Hearthstone's on mobile as well, but like most people play it. Well, sorry, not most. A lot of people play it on um, uh, PC and mobile and everything like that. But anyway, um, yeah, it's just... Oh, it really bothers me. You're making my microphone move. Sorry. I do, I do like the passion, though. Yeah. Yeah. But because I, 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 I loved Blizzard, I just wanted them to succeed so much. <laughs> but yeah, that's all right. So, um, and I want them to. Because at the moment, if the way things are going, people are like really boycotting stuff. And they've got to be careful. Because once you get on the wrong side of gamers, I mean... You can't get back on the right side. Yeah, it's really hard to do so. Like, really hard. So... I'm hoping for the best, man. I'm really hoping for the best. Come on. Bring back Metzen. Okay. I love you, Metzen. I love you, Metzen. What does that mean? Chris Metzen was um, uh, like high high up. Uh, vice president or even president of Blizzard. Hmm. Okay. And he was the voice of Thrall and <laughs> Varian Rin. And so he was both, cool. he was both the-, the voice of the war chief of the Horde and the high king of the Alliance, which is pretty hardcore. Uh and I think he's the voice of Imperius, the new hero in Heroes of the Storm. So, pretty good. Pretty good. All right, John, is there anything you wish to talk about? I've gone on a massive rant about Activision Blizzard and my desire for them to get back up into it. So, what have you got? All right. I'm- Snore. So, what we're going to talk about... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, come on. All right. Uh, so I have just recently reached level 50 magic on RuneScape. Oh, wow. Through yep. only playing <laughs> when I'm putting my child to sleep. Oh, wow. Okay. But also, admittedly, sometimes I'll be playing and then my wife will be like, I've got to feed the baby or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I'll keep playing afterwards. Mm-hmm. I have, I've, I, it's become a problem, Adam. I think I'm addicted. Okay, John. Well, I, 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 when I played when I was a child, because as you know, it just came back as a nostalgia thing. They reset it to what it was back in 2007. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in 2007, I was 15. Well, I would have been 14 turning 15 or something. Mm-hmm. So this was, um, you know, the f- formative years. Apparently, whatever your taste in music is when you're 14 sets your taste in music for the rest of time and life itself or something um and so i suppose it's the same for games so the problem is everything in the game is kind of organized around how you can become the most efficient player because there's so many different ways you can train each skill Mm -hmm. and earn money and all this that you would only ever want to be choosing the most efficient way right so that you can do it the fastest Mm -hmm. but then i realized it's a game and you should be trying to have fun instead. Yep. So these methods are like, you have to just sit there for hours at a time, like clicking on things, but you'll advance through the levels super fast. Well, hopefully, <clears throat> I mean, it, that's kind of the same with what WoW is at the moment, really, mm. uh, because it's all about getting the appropriate gear. Like that is literally the only specified stuff for whatever you role you're in. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's cool. Neither here nor there. Oh, thank you. Yes. Um, um, all right. So in World of Warcraft, it, are there any methods that are like super efficient, but just so unfun that you would never try fishing? No, oh, well, okay. There's the, a fishing skill in oh, yeah. World of Warcraft. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so fishing and uh, fishing is the most boring thing in that game. Uh, because literally you're just casting the line out, waiting for it to bob and then clicking it. 
Yeah. And there's nothing else involved. Like, there's nothing else you can do. Um, so, and you do need fish if you're wanting to cook, if you're wanting the food for the raids and things like that. Okay. So, you do kind of need that stuff. But, and that is so dull. But Can yeah, you just buy the food off other people? Yeah, you can. But, I mean, if you're wanting to be self-sufficient and contribute, okay, you need to do it yourself. <laughs> All right. So, there's this... You're talking about self-sufficient. There's actually this new game mode on RuneScape that they just added. It's called Iron Man mode. Have you ever heard of it? Uh, that's not on RuneScape. That are, that's World of Warcraft. So, World of Warcraft has it too. Is it the same thing? Uh, it's not a mode so much. It's more like a challenge. Okay. So, you start from level one. Yeah. And you're not allowed to equip anything. So there's different there's different levels of rarity of items, right? Okay. So you can only wear gray. Gray items, which is literally the worst stuff in the game. Um, and you've got a level from one to max level without dying. Oh, wow. Okay, so this is slightly different to that. Mm-hmm. That sounds pretty challenging. Yeah. Iron Man in RuneScape is you can't buy anything. You just have to, um, you just have to basically get it yourself. And a lot of the items in the game are super, super rare. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's easy to get those items, and they're really useful. You just pay for it with a lot of money that you can get from doing other stuff, rather than sitting and doing the same thing over and over and over to try and um, get your get that item. So, a lot of people will play this game because. Apparently, even though it takes like hours and hours and hours to max all your levels in RuneScape, people think it's too easy. So they want to do it much harder where they have to do everything that is involved to try and get their skills up. Right. Uh, That sounds horrifying, just to be perfectly frank. And it gets worse. There's also this thing called Ultimate Iron Man Mm. where you, um, you can't use a bank in the game. Right. So every skill that you need to learn, you have to like say you want to get your smithing level up, you have to mine the ore, mm. put it into the furnace, get the bars out, then hammer those bars into the armor. Right. I remember when I played RuneScape, and this was mm. a long time ago. I loved mining and blacksmithing. I spent so long going because I think I had this um I had this the special connection. Yeah. Where you could go to like the paid land, if you will. I'm not sure what you mean by so that. Like the, the, so like you had like free roam area, like where all the free roam people went. And then you had like an area where you could go. Oh, where, yeah, the membership. Yeah, the, thank you. Yeah, obviously. What a moron. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the membership area was uh, I used to do a whole lot of uh, stuff around there. And it yeah. was so much fun. Um, yeah, that was great. Oh, it's an incredible... Yeah, because I used to just do so much uh, mining there. Yeah. And used to just get so much stuff. Of course, there was the risk. I think where I mined, you could be attacked by the players. I can't remember. But yeah, great fun. So much glory. And I just used to give so much money to... So much ore and just random full armor sets to random new players. Yeah, I remember you mentioning that on a past episode. Hmm. Okay, um... All right, but so you've now heard about Ultimate Iron Man where you can't bank, so you have to do everything in a row and then start all the way again. You can't just deposit stuff in the bank and keep doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Let me guess, is there a Supreme Iron Man? There is region-locked Iron Man. Oh, no, okay. So they will choose one area and say, I cannot leave this area. I can only do things that involve this area. Wow, okay. So they'll allow you to do certain quests that allow you to unlock a certain skill. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and maybe get up a few levels to be able to get into that area. But after that, you have to drop everything you've got and just use things that are in that area. Right. And there's this skill in RuneScape called agility, which is basically gymnastics trying to get over shortcuts and stuff. Yeah. But the only way to train it in this area that this person chose was to click a bridge over and over and over. But it was so hard to jump over this bridge that you would all of a sudden... Uh, fall into the water and only get one experience mm. every single time, no wow. matter how many times he did it. Yeah. So he did it one experience point at a time. Oh, that sounds like it would be literally horrifying beyond anything I've ever known. Uh, but it is honestly the most incredible uh, fun series to watch. Yeah. So it's him basically torturing himself by making the game <laughs> as hard as possible. <laughs> but for some reason, he loves it. So... I don't know what this proves. I don't think anyone could have seen this coming. Mm. But the world loves not to play games, mm-hmm. but to watch other people play games. Yeah. Because playing games that. takes too much effort. You have to load up the computer. Yeah. You have to get everything ready. You have to know what your goals are in the game. Mm. Too much effort. Just watch someone else having fun. People love the same idea of watching sports, essentially. Yeah, actually... I should have seen this coming because that is sports. Yeah. Everyone's like, yes, we won the game. And it's like, did you actually play though? Yeah. Like, no, 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 my team won. Are you on that team? That's the best thing. No, I support say. that team. If, um, and that's fine. Like, yeah. I I understand it. Mm-hmm. But for some reason for games, it seemed weird. But no, you're right. Yep. It's completely normal. 100%. 100%. Because you got the... Like, think about it from, like, esports perspective. Yeah. And if, you know, your parents come into your room or whatever when you're a teenager and you're just like, oh, why don't you go out and play the game or something like that? Or why yeah, are you yeah, watching yeah. someone play video games? You just be like, and why do you watch soccer? Mm-hmm. Sassy snap. Yeah, I love this meme uh, where they were like, oh, all these people went to the park and they were getting really upset about this game where there was blue and red teams. And it was when Pokemon Go came out. Oh, right, yeah. So, like, the blue and red teams. And they were like, I want to get the... I want to get the goal. No, I want to get the goal or whatever. And they phrased it brilliantly. So you thought it was Pokemon Go the whole time. Right. And, and then it got really serious. They were like, and then they started like hitting each other in real life, not caring about the game anymore. They were just so angry. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what on earth? People were playing Pokemon Go are this angry at each other. And they're like, and then the soccer game ended. <laughs> and I went home and played Pokemon instead. Nice, nice. It was just so brilliantly done because... Game uh, sports are so normal, yeah. But when it comes to games, we're just like, wait, what? Why would people care so much? Well, I think with yeah, I agree hundred percent. But how good was that? Like month, two month period where Pokemon Go had just come out, mm. and it was like the closest we've ever come to world peace. Everyone was talking to each other. Everyone they were was walking outside. outside like it was so good. Keeping fit. Yeah. It was amazing. You would just go out to a stranger and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're getting the Charmanders and whatnot. I remember I was up at King... So in WA, we've got this place called King's Park mm. where it's uh, the largest... Uh, what's the term? On, but it's the largest city park in the world, right? And my friend and I, uh, Evan, <clears throat> we were up at King's Park doing Pokemon Go because there's a ton and of... Yeah, something to note, the way the Pokemon Go engine works is there are two things that cause uh, them to make a hotspot, basically. Well, kind of three factors. Mm-hmm. One is that there's lots of uh, significant monuments in the area that people took photos of when playing Ingress, which was the precursor to mm-hmm. Pokemon Go. Uh, one is the fact that a lot of people go there, because mm-hmm. if a lot of people go there, more monsters spawn, yep. because they know it's a safe place. And the third part is if it's a big open area of park or grassland. Yep. 
Uh, Kings Park has all those in sways. Lots yeah. of lots of monuments, lots of people going there, and lots of grass. It's definitely the most densely populated Pokemon area in WA. So there would just be Pokemon spawning everywhere. Everywhere. So anyway, we were down like at one end near like bridges and fountains and stuff like that. And somebody just shouted out, Oh my god, there's a Blastoise up at the uh, up at the main entry. And everyone just looks at each other, just like huh. Oh my goodness, a Blastoise. And we're all like, okay. And he's like, oh, it's only got like five minutes left. And this is a, this is a run. Like everyone just dropped what they were doing and literally started running. And you had like this massive group of people running through Kings Park. And it was just like, at that point I was just like, I wasn't so much caring about the Blastoise. I was just so happy to see all these people running together, having fun, laughing with one another. Yeah. And it was just so much fun. Like, I, I remember I got there and I was just like, oh, God, I need to get in shape. And I was wearing like my leather jacket and everything like that. It did not work well. There was, yeah, such fun in that, that we had, you know, I didn't even get the Blastoise. It was very depressing. But we had just such a, a great deal of fun getting there. Um, and yeah, it was just a lot of <laughs> destroying your computer. <laughs> I'm sorry, Adam. What did I just turn off your computer? Yeah, you did. It's all right. Oh. So yeah, um. <laughs> yeah. I remember the same thing. Like people, what was it? A Dragonite. I think that was one of oh, the more wow. rare ones. Yeah, and that was at Pokemon uh, at Kings Park one time, and my friend went down. And was like, everyone was just running across together, and it was like, what is it? Because you just go there. Yeah, you just go with everyone else, and you're like. Oh my goodness! It's a dragonite. Yeah, like full. It would get round like uh, like whispers and rumors and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was such a great game. Why did it have to lose popularity? I guess I stopped playing it. Well, yeah. I mean, I did as well because I mean, it's like it stagnated. They needed to release it with battles. Yeah, they did. Because yeah. then we would have started to care about it. But mm. um, the what was it called? Bases. Um, the gyms. Gyms. Mm. They just weren't as fun. No. So that's all right. Uh, we came close to world peace with Pokemon Go. Literally, when that came out, and it was just like literally Pokemon Go for those two months did more for youth fitness than any yes. school pro- or government program in existence. Yeah. So, Absolutely. well done to Nintendo and uh, Niantic, or I think what was his name, I can't remember. Yeah, name. Niantic. Yeah. Um, so, well done to them. So, well done. I just can't wait until the next one, the next, like... Big thing. Live action, get out into the real world game comes out. Yeah, that, that is going to be fun. Uh, so, wait, we're talking about RuneScape. So, yeah, um, RuneScape. I might actually try and get back into that, John. Actually, you know what? I'm going to have a look at that right now. Um, Create an account. Just add me on RuneScape. My username is... You, maybe you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, definitely message me your stuff, and I'll have it. A, I'll have a go. It's the only game I actually have time for because you can just turn it off at any moment when the baby starts crying or ready uh, to go to work. Well, folks, if you're wanting to, you should play RuneScape with us. I don't recommend this at all because if you will either hate the game or you'll get addicted and never be able to quit in your life. Yeah, if that sounds like fun to you, <laughs> join in. I'm trying to find the. How to play old school? There it is. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. You've got to play old school. Yeah, the I'm not new playing. Game, yeah. It sucks. It's just trying to be WoW, but it's not as good as WoW. So, uh, member, Ooh. get involved. You're a new father, John. You're a new father. Yes. How's that going? Uh, it's actually pretty good. Hmm. So, I now have an infallible excuse 
to refuse to go out in public, which for an introvert... Oh, my goodness, I need to have a child. Yes. Because you can just say, oh, no, actually, the child's been acting up. Do you know why? Because the child's always acting up. You use that now, excuse on me. The <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. The catch is it's not an excuse. It's actually a real valid thing that is yeah. happening. Because mm-hmm. you are not getting as much sleep as you used to be able to. Mm-hmm. Your child is needing attention at any time. I'm it's sure. It's hard to see your friends as much. But to an introvert... All of these are awesome things. You can be up at night when everyone's asleep. You would love that. Well, that is basically me in a nutshell. Yeah. You have an excuse to reduce some of your commitments that have just added up over time. Mm-hmm. It's great for introverts. Now, I might just be saying this because I'm really, uh, as a person, I like to focus on the positive aspects. But True. No, it is it is actually amazing. I think if I, if life happiness was just measured by the amount of time spent smiling... I think I would be at my happiest moment. That's very sweet, John. At least for the last. It's only when I'm around, though. Yeah. Well, no. No, no, that's great. Anyway, smiling at the baby. Not. Oh, oh, sorry. That's okay. That's that's awkward. (laughs) Uh, Moving on. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we had. uh, Well, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is I should definitely have a child. Okay, I'll have a child. Uh, Actually, I'll get on that right after this podcast. (laughs) Having uh, more spare time is definitely not a reason to have a child. But it kind of happens not the way you're expecting. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yes, I've been able to rekindle my gaming addictions, which is good. Only for RuneScape, yeah. (laughs) But we're going to try Destiny. Okay. We're going to try Destiny too. Destiny, yes. Because you don't have the time for WoW, which is... Perfectly acceptable. Mm. Um, I can only I can only maintain one addiction exactly. to an RPG, and you don't have the console required for Red Dead Redemption no. Two. Um, you probably don't have the the will for Heroes of the Storm because <laughs> um, uh, of the learning curve. Yeah, that's pretty difficult. And literally, Destiny Two. So here's the thing: I got into Destiny Two when they offered it for free at BlizzCon, right? Yes, their last BlizzCon. And I had such a great time playing that. Like, I played it solid straight for about three days. Mm. Um, I've stopped because I've just been uh, doing other stuff and other games and things like that. But, yeah, while I was playing it, I had so much fun. But they stopped playing... Uh, sorry, they. a lot of people complained during some of the other expansions uh, that came out previous to their free uh, release. Yes. Because those are like heavy microtransactions and stuff like yeah. that. But I didn't bother with any of that stuff. I literally just had fun shooting aliens in the face. Yeah, I like that. I really like... I've never done... You played Halo, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like that. I I really better. enjoyed the Halo games. Well, I must admit, okay. I'm really weird when it comes to my games. I don't like uh, fighting other people. And I think part of this comes from the bad internet connections in Australia. Yeah, true. Yeah. And part of it comes from because I do get immersed in the game and I'm like, well, I wouldn't do that in real life. Yeah. Um, but it's the same with Destiny. It only cost... Um, well, you had to buy the game. This is the original game. They didn't oh, release yeah. it for free. Mm-hmm. On Xbox, you could play with others without Xbox Live, without having to pay for Xbox Live. Oh, that's cool. But in order to go to the Crucible, which is where you fight for other the PvP, players, yeah. you actually have to pay for Xbox Live. Mm-hmm. So what I ended up doing was I just didn't bother with Xbox Live and I just love the aspect of the game where you're fighting the shared enemy, which is all the aliens yeah. that are trying all to destroy the... Yeah, all the invasions and the, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. 
Um, and people would just come along and you would meet each other in the game and you just start fighting yeah. together. And it was great. It's I had just, so just, much fun doing that. Yeah. Like I, I literally spent so much time in the starting zone because they're more, like oh, they're okay. scaled, right? Yeah. I spent so much time literally, I created like this little track, this little uh, this little route around the entire place to collect ammo, to kill enemies, kill the bosses, all this type of stuff, and just get all this awesome glory um, that shone down upon me. And I leveled up so much yeah. during that part. It was, yeah, I just had so much fun. So we'll have to try that. I wonder if I can transfer my levels to Destiny 2. I don't uh, think from so. Xbox to PC, probably not. No, maybe. probably not. They're not <sighs> that because you're going to be destroying me, even though I've gotten we're like, not, all those levels on. Well, we're not um, going up against each other in no. PvP. Uh, you can show me the ropes. You'll have to teach me how to play. I can protect you. It's been a while with my Thank glory. You. I really appreciate. I don't remember what class I was. I was. Um, I think a gunslinger. Okay. Yeah. I chose whatever one you could get swords in the game. But I still haven't found a sword. <laughs> oh, right. Because <laughs> I love it. In Halo, there was this thing called the um, the Elites. They had the... Uh, what was it called? Some kind of... Oh, the, the prismatic sword thing. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like a ceremonial sword, but they end up using it. And it's just yeah, so hunter. good you could lunge at people out of nowhere. Oh, it's amazing. I was a hunter gunslinger. Okay. And then I did hunter uh, arc strider for a while because you had like this staff and you just like leapt around beating the crap out of folk it was glorious and nathan fillion does the um so voice acting in well at least part of it anyway uh oh okay because i remember peter dinklage uh does the ghost mm-hmm. in the first game yep. i don't know if they got him back oh, i don't know but yeah so that was pretty good um so we'll give that a crack and we'll try that on twitch at some stage maybe yes. maybe on the weekend yeah, that'd be good. We'll give that a crack and we'll put it up everywhere. Uh, and that will be glorious. And there is a somebody there. Uh, hello there, Mr. Helm. How are you? Hope you're well. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Yep. Is there anything you want to scream at us through the internet? Uh, a topic of conversation you would love. Anyway, whilst you consider your answer, I will jump up and down. No, I'm not actually going to do that. I guess it's my turn to think of a topic. So normally mm-hmm. we do, for the people who've just joined us online, we do normally come up with a schedule. But today we thought we'd put a Free spanner run. in the works mm-hmm. and just go random. You've joined us on episode 31. And thank you for that suggestion. Who are our heroes? Oh, okay. You go first. I've spoken a lot. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I've got an answer for Okay. Oh, this. mine's easy. Boom. Uh, my hero, without any shadow of a doubt, is Patrick Rothfuss. Um, <laughs> yes. He is one of the greatest people that has ever walked this planet in my eyes. Not only does he have a voice like molten lead slowly being submerged in milk, but it's more his heart his his view on the world and his capacity to make other people feel i think he is the sole epitome of empathy i mean if you've read any so patrick rothfuss uh for those of you who don't know uh is a writer uh and he's written a series called the king killer chronicles and he has a podcast called Unattended Consequences. And that is done with the co-creator of Cards Against Humanity, Max Temkin. And Patrick Rothfuss, obviously my hero is uh, Patrick Rothfuss. So he's definitely my hero. I would also say Lindsay Sterling is a creative inspiration for me because of her passion for her music and her craft. I'm so, glad you said two because it's really hard <laughs> to come up with something. Well, I mean... 
I can come up with many people who give me some level of inspiration. Um, but you, you're blocking everybody. Sorry, I'm blocking out the glorious view of, of me that. and my fantastic thing. I don't know. Um, that makes me sound like I'm naked. Uh, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. We're going to lose all our viewers. <laughs> or maybe gain some. I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I should dress provocatively. That might work. Um, but no, I, I like this shirt too much. Uh, so, yeah. But yes. yeah, okay, so who are your heroes, John? Okay, I would say John Bellion is one. Explain. He makes kind of R&B music. All right, yeah. But he's so creative and he's so honest mm-hmm. that it's just such an inspiration with me with everything that I do, you know, books, movies, games, yeah. shows, whatever music I record, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. So I'd say he's one hero for me. Yeah. Um. I mean, C.S. Lewis, the Narnia series was pretty amazing. Yeah. Like, obviously, for its time and for its age group, mm. it doesn't. It, it. I mean, it's not quite as in depth as the King Killer Chronicles when it comes to adult reading. But still, I think. Yep. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else. Christopher Nolan's movies. Like, I'm just going off books, movies, TV shows, games, Fair music. Enough. What about? What about ethics or theology or philosophy or theology? I even? honestly do not know that many philosophers. Fair. Um, probably uh, just stoicism in general. Your answers are all incorrect. What? Your hero is me. So. Um, oh, right. <laughs> I didn't know you were angling for that. <laughs> no, I'm not. I should have seen that coming. Uh, but more about, more importantly, who are your heroes? Um, let us know. Because yes. I, I'd be interested to know. Basically, how other people view other people's heroes. So, I'd like to see what you've got planned. So, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. What about non-famous people? Like, people you've met in real life. Okay. Uh, people who I've met in real life. Okay. Okay. Um, John, have you got an answer for that? Oh, Anyone who springs to mind? Wow. Um, all right. Oh, hold on a second. Pete. <laughs> I wonder but, uh, but in all honesty I would say I have a friend um, <laughs> And he Is a wise gentleman And he is a non-judgmental individual yeah. And he's always there to help his friends uh, And it is <laughs> How did I know uh, welcome there, sir. I should have known. Um, yes, indeed. Uh, but yes, from Pete the first is my word, hero. who are your heroes? I should have known. Should have known, even though you spelled heroes incorrectly. Um, oh yeah, heroes needs an e. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I can't believe it. Ah, uh, well done. I'm very, very pleased with that. So uh, Pete is a friend of mine, and he's just trolled us for other viewers. <laughs> Uh, well done, and Quality I knew listening. that. And it's a very subtle trolling as well, because Pete likes to do this thing as saying, uh, basically, ha- when I say hacking, of course, I mean in inverted commas, but getting people's phones. Um, and he likes to put Pete last name redacted is my hero, so it looks like the person who said that. And uh, so he's done quite well. Well done. I'm so pleased with that, uh, John, uh, Pete. You've done well. Congratulations. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, he, Pete is a friend of ours. Uh, John, you got anything else to say? Uh, well, we're actually, we're actually approaching time. We've okay. almost done a whole hour. Well, actually, I think we've gone, gone over, over an hour. hour. But we should have one more topic. One last topic. One last one topic. Quick one. I like, I like the idea. All right, Adam. Mm-hmm. I've got a question for you. All right. Oh, okay. I like questions. 
What is the most dangerous thing you've ever done? Oh, oh. Oh, um, that all depends on what you would deem dangerous. What you would deem dangerous or what I would deem dangerous. I'm going to go with what I would deem dangerous. <laughs> I have had... Hmm... I'm not sure. What, or we can go with whatever's easiest for you to answer. For me, probably the most dangerous thing I've ever experienced was I had um, a venomous snake wrapped around my throat before. What? Yeah. How do I not know this? Um, and it wasn't aggressive or anything like that. Okay. Um, it was about, I don't know, it was about 10 feet... No, I, oh, I can't remember. It was about 8 feet long or something like that. Mm. Um, and it was wrapped around my uh, arm and neck. And its head was like down, like this, down towards like the, I don't know, two quarters of the way down my back. And every time I would talk or laugh, because I've got a rather deep voice, it rumbles. And every time I'd like speak, it would tighten. Because snakes don't actually have ears. No. They just feel feel the vibration. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so every time I'd talk, this would basically like constrict around my throat not to the point where i was suffocating or anything like that it was actually quite pleasant like it was like this i know it sounds weird but no (laughs) i mean like because like when i'd stop talking it would release and every time i'd start talking it would like constrict again so it's just like this weird you weren't cause and effect reaction because honestly like well i that's why i say it was a bit worrying for me because like i don't i love snakes like i have no fear of snakes whatsoever but because it was behind like on my back like its head was behind my back i couldn't actually see anything and i was worried it was going to basically bite my face yeah or bite my back of my neck that is terrifying i reckon this would be a good uh a game to play Mm -hmm. if you could pick one uh maybe one or four hour period mm-hmm. of your life. Yeah. And the other person has to swap in and relive that memory as if that was Ooh, happening to them. Yeah. And you have to do whatever the scariest moment yeah. how of would your you, life is. How would um you <laughs> There is a baby. Uh <laughs> it's just been walked by. He's saying hello. She's saying hello. Um Okay, ready? Yeah, that would be a good game. So okay, last thing. What is the scariest what is the most dangerous thing you've done? I I reckon it's, um, I went cycling on this road once and it wasn't really a cycle path. Like it was completely (gasps) legal legal for me to be there. It's within the road rules. I was fine to be there, but the cars were just not giving me space at all. And they were going so close to me and I got scared. So I was like, I'm just going to pull off onto this like pedestrian path. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'll go up this driveway, but it wasn't a flat driveway going down to the ground there was a little lip yeah and because i only turned a little bit i didn't actually because i was still at speed because i was making a snap judgment because i was getting scared by these cars i didn't think it through yeah i the wheel turned a little bit i turned on to the lip and i hit the lip fell off oh wow if i had have like that was pretty bad judgment because i was scared Mm. if i had made a little bit worse judgment yeah and swerved the other way you would have yeah this podcast wouldn't exist. Well, it would, just another host. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, Who see, would edit it, Adam? Who would edit it? Yeah, that's true. See, the thing is, yeah, that's dreadful. You see, I have to say, you, Katie, and your sister have all basically... Every time I'm on the, I'm on the road, right? Yeah. And I see a cyclist, <laughs> Here we go. 
my immediate response is these sons of people. But then I remember, oh, because they you know cyclists. Australia had this wonderful advertising campaign where it was uh, on the radio and TV and before movies and stuff like that, where it was basically what if it's one of your mates type of thing. And I'm just yeah. like, and that stuck with me because every time I'm like, I see this bloody cycles on the side of the road is taking up half my, like half the lane. I'm just like this. I want to scream at this person. But then I realize I would be furious if someone screamed at John, Katie or uh, <laughs> yeah, Lauren, right. I'd just be furious. So I'm just like, I'm going to say nothing and I'm going to smile at them. Um, <laughs> and I give them space. Uh, uh, I'm so glad that makes me so proud, Adam. That's, that's, I hate it, John. An emotional moment. I hate for it. Me. <laughs> but I'm afraid. I think that's all we've got time yeah, for. Yeah, we better call it there. So thanks for those who came and tuned in. Sorry the about the beginning of the live stream because we didn't quite know what, what was like. The video was yeah. absolute rubbish. So going for we now have a better method essentially. So we'll be doing that in the future, I think. Yeah. Uh, and we hope you join us next time. We might do. I'm thinking we might do something a bit earlier. Um, like live on the weekend like we're coming on the weekend oh, yeah. do another episode and we'll live stream again yeah sound good sounds good i'm liking the sound of this folks so join in next time for another glorious rendition of, we'll probably not have free structured time though we'll actually yeah we'll, we'll do the topics. we'll do a plan again but you mm-hmm. know off the top of our brains uh, i hopefully that wasn't a complete mess mess of weirdness well i mean we'll find out I'm, i think i might actually enjoy listening to this episode because mm. it's just random nonsense because you know usually we plan out everything and it's just like it still sounds like random nonsense but that's because we're trying to keep a humorous yeah, vibe exactly. mm-hmm. every word we say is planned on the podcast every single script every um, meticulously everything i mean all the indeed you know what we do i think we don't i don't think we've said that once this episode that's nice one Anyway, that's weird. Um, we just congratulate ourselves on something <laughs> indeed. Uh, so I hope you, fine listener and fine viewer, have a wonderful, wonderful day. <laughs> Good night. Well, John, you can say something. Uh, yeah, farewell. That about ends it. Yep. Glory. <laughs> <laughs>